Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Today's episode is for the girl who feels burnt out. It is mid-semester, and I'm sure you're all feeling a little tired at this point, and we are giving you some tangible ways to get over your burnt out and feel alive and refreshed and excited to end the year with a lot of energy and a lot of fun and a lot of love and all the things. We will be talking about ways to overcome your mid-semester slump. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to For The Girl we are mid-semester slump. Mid-semester pump slump. <laughs> Wait. Pump mid- slump hump. <laughs> it's going to be really hump day. Like hump day. Oh, I was like, where are you going with this? No, like, you know, you, we got to get over the hump. And we're going to give you some tangible ways to get over the hump. I'm going to keep saying the word hump. <laughs> no, but All I could think about is that you were trying to do our purity episode, which is coming soon. But I was like, whoa, okay. Jumping the gun a little bit. Jumping the gun. No, we were talking about that <laughs> mid, that place in your mid-semester, mid-year, I don't know when it comes for you, where you're just like reaching the point of exhaustion, you're burnt out, you're not sure how you're going to make it through. And we want to give you some practical ways to get through all of that. And we're really excited about today's episode because I think we've all been there. Honestly, there's a part of me that feels a little bit like that right now. And so I think just encouraging each other and like looking for the hopeful things and just kind of like re getting back to the heart of everything is really important. And so we're going to talk about all that. Yeah. But we're basically going to be your cheer squad. Cheer squad. You can do it. I really had, I actually talked to a friend the other day and said, I, my biggest regret in life is that I wasn't a cheerleader in high school. Oh my, don't bring it up. I tried out for the cheer team and I didn't make it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Aww. Honestly, this morning in my core power yoga class, yeah. it brought me back to the disappointment because they turned on the song. How come every was time that your you turn cheer around, dance you learned? That was the tryout dance. And you, did, part, you which did love it. Long time. Wait, you didn't make it? I didn't make it. And it took me back this morning. Okay. I was like, oh. Can you be real though? Like, do you think, were you good? I got forced to try out through a friend of mine who was like, you got to try out. And I knew it wasn't ever me. This is a good life lesson. Let's just, uh, this is a word. This is a word. This is a word. This is a word. If a friend is like, you should do this, you would be so good at it. Yeah. It might not be the the case. You need to listen to God's voice (laughs) because (laughs) the girl was like, you would be so good at this. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll try. And well, to be honest, I went to a really like small little, um, middle school and it was like a little private school and I was going to like a bigger high school oh. and it was like in that transition she was like she was a year older than me and she'd be like you're awesome at the cheer squad whatever I was like make okay friends, all I'm the going things. to big school I'll try wow long story short but she didn't, didn't make, make the it. cheer squad but you're a better person because of it oh my gosh yeah I didn't try out for the cheer squad because I didn't think I was like a cheerleader vibe but you think you it's are now? so funny now that I've come more into my own and like more of my life. I really feel like I could have been a great cheerleader. You really? I'm just pretty. If you put me in front of people, I'm She's pretty loud. energetic and like pretty like 
You're, you know, you're, like you're pumped under up. that pressure. I really like I <laughs> I feed off the energy of the I environment. I could see you being wearing like the mascot though. I know some awesome people who were the mascot in high school and oh, college. Exactly. So, you so take that's that. a compliment. Yeah, Thank take you. That to Thank heart. you. Shout out to Gail, our regional director, West Coast. Oh um, my gosh. Okay, I so, didn't mean that to be offensive. Matt. No, I'm not offended by it at all. Yeah. It's like I, you're really good at pumping up and like got high energy and you can be loud. So I could see you like mascotting it out. Like <laughs> yeah. being like, let's go. Let's go. You like cover her face with the mascot <laughs> outfit. No. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, well, um, okay, we we need to do a magnet. <laughs> yeah, wow. you lost wow. your train of thought. Okay. We've already talked about humping, and we've already <laughs> talked about how I should be a mascot. Quite the episode. Well, okay, Mackenzie's mess up story. Here yes. comes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm excited. We both have our own pieces of this, but I think all girls can relate. You know that moment where you accidentally leave. Your thong. Your thong. Sorry. <laughs> yes. They're just so small. They're just like, and I don't know. Honestly, they stick to other things. Yeah. Like that material, the lacy material sticks to other things. So like it'll get misplaced or like attached to something so easily. Yeah. And then it just drops off in the worst places. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys, I was at a yoga class the other day. And I walked in and I was a little bit late. So I went into the yoga class and like put, I was like, I, I hadn't changed clothes yet. I was coming from work. And so I like ran into the yoga class and I went into the yoga studio first to put my mat down so I could save a spot and then I was going to go change. So I w- put my mat down and everything and I laid it all out. I went to the bathroom. I mean, and it's a full class. Everybody yeah. else, there's a ton of other mats there, all the people in there, you know. And I go into the bathroom to change and I changed into my yoga clothes and then I come back out into the class and you guys smack dab in the middle of my yoga mat was my... <laughs> Thong. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the room oh, saw it. It was just there. So I was like, what do you say? You and know, it's like, yeah. I was just Did like, somebody dropped their thong. No, I owned it. I was just like, I was like, oh, you can't not own it. It was in the middle of my mat. So I was like, whoops. Oh my gosh. That's so uh-huh. good. Yeah, so. That's the best way to do it. You just and there's own like it. a friend that's like, you know, those people that are like friends, but like you don't. You don't know them super well, but you like you both kind of know each other. Yeah. She was like right behind my mat too. So that made it even weirder because I like kind of had to address it right there. And yeah. 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 Anyway. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So the other day we Bryson, who works here at Delight, had a sweater swap the other day, which is like where you come with like two or three sweaters and then you like put them in a pile and then you leave with two or three sweaters. Mm-hmm. And um so swapped some sweaters. I brought some sweaters and Bryson decided to keep one of my sweaters. And so she's like trying it on. And it's the kind of sweater that has like little pockets in it. And mm-hmm. it's like a long cardigan with little pockets in it. And she's like trying it on, looking in the mirror and she puts her hands in the pockets. And I guess one of my one of my thongs was in the pocket of the sweater, which I don't know. Did that happen in the laundry? Did I put yeah, it in it there? Happened, it, it had to happen in okay, the laundry. Okay, it had to happen in the laundry. I, hope so. I was like, I can't. Why would I put my underwear in my sweater pocket? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's um, amazing. But yeah, so she was like, uh, Mac? 
and like pulls it out. There was like a group of people there. There was a few people there too. Yeah. And you didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know super well. And I was like, oh, ha ha ha. And just like grabbed it and stuffed it in my pocket. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. They're they're sneaky. I've had way more stories too where like things like that have happened where, and sometimes you catch it before other people catch it. Like, and you're like, you know what I mean? Like when you find it and you're like, oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's good. Careful with those. Careful with where you leave your underwear, wow. girls. Maybe you guys need to share some thong stories with us. <laughs> we would love that. It's really funny. Share your thong stories. Wow. Okay. We're really ki- killing it on the Christian podcast game today. Are thongs like not Christian? No, they are. But, you know, we're just, we're covering all the things. Remember like growing up when like your friends started wearing a thong when you used to wear granny panties? <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh. I had one friend who started wearing the thong Did pretty early. Did you think she was like a bad girl? Yeah. I totally agreed. I thought the same thing. Now, as adults, like you obviously don't think about it that way. No, you don't think about it that way. But I was like, oh my gosh, you're already starting that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Some people wear granny pennies still. Did you know that? Yeah, I know some people do. And I think that's crazy because I think they're so uncomfortable. Like, so so uncomfortable. Like, we don't even need to talk about modesty because they're under your pants. Yeah. They're just uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. All right. How do we transition to burnout? Let's let's just jump in. Okay. We got to get there or else I'm going to keep blabbing about underwear. Yeah, seriously. Okay. So today's episode. Undergarments. (laughs) (laughs) That's a more appropriate word. Undergarments. Okay, okay. okay. So today's episode is all about burnout or that, oh, how to overcome the mid-semester slump. And we have all been there. And we thought before we jump into some tips on how you can overcome burnout, we want to talk about like, where does it come from? Like, what does it stem from? Um, I think before we can start to overcome it, we have to know where it came from. And so we kind of have categorized this exhaustion. (laughs) Okay, we're pulling it together. Pull it together. Okay, pull it together. Why can't you do this? Oh, Grow up. Go on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, shoot. Okay, where were you? I don't know. I thought you weren't looking at me. I was trying to get together. <laughs> um, okay, 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 okay. We're pulling ourselves back together. Okay. <clears throat> Burnout. Why do you feel burnt out? Like I said, you have to know and understand where it's coming from. Like what is this, what is this exhaustion stemming from before you can start to overcome it? Yeah. And so we've kind of categorized three areas or three things that might be leading to your exhaustion or might be leading to your burnout. Mm. So the first thing, and this is really normal and common for those of you that are in college, because a lot of you have really busy schedules. You have classes, you have sports teams that you're on, you have clubs that you're doing, you have homework, you're trying to like get straight A's, you're trying to do your internship, you're trying to do a part-time barista coffee shop job, like all of these things. And because of your Mm -hmm. schedule, so full of so many things and everything on your to-do list, like you just have no time to actually rest, no time to like rejuvenate yourself or to just kind of like take time away to Sabbath and to be with Jesus. And so maybe your exhaustion or your burnout is coming from seriously, just too many things on your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really popular one for college students and you don't even realize it. It's just like you move from one day to the next and there's a lot of like things on your that you have to get done. And so it just like you, you make so many excuses for just like a packed schedule, but really it's not okay. So we'll address that in a second. But yeah. that's a huge area of burnout. You can't keep it up for too yeah, long. Yeah, that was so me in college. I would literally leave at like 
6 a.m. in the morning and get home at like 11 p.m. And like, I don't know what I did all day, but I found all day to stuff my schedule full of things. And honestly, like I was just so used to it. It became my normal that I just had no margin and no room and space in my life to like really know and learn and understand what rest was. And so, yeah, I know that's where I was in college for sure. Yeah, totally. There's an expectation to to just be busy. So I think we all like kind of fall into that. Yeah, really easily. Okay. Another reason I think that kind of goes unnoticed for burnout is when you're just going through a season where there's like a lot on your mind or like really like heavy things going on Mm -hmm. in your heart or in your life and you don't take time to like process them or think about them or bring them before the feet of Jesus, you kind of just keep going. And obviously that's going to lead you to feeling really empty and dry and over it and all of that. And so, yeah, I think this one's really like, I can remember a lot of times in my life um, where it was just hard. Like things were hard, like whether it had to do with like somebody I was dating or it had to do with like delight stuff and building the foundation of that and just feeling like a lot of pressure, a lot of big decisions there and really Mm -hmm. weeded on me. And I didn't take time to stop and process and think about it. And yeah. 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 Yeah, And I think this is oftentimes those things in your life and in your heart that go unresolved. They're the, you know, maybe it's something that happened six months ago and you just haven't dealt with it yet. And you're still just kind of like leaving it unresolved in your heart. Or maybe it's, you know, a weird tension with a friendship or maybe it's um, weird tension with your parents. I don't know. It can be all these different things. But I think that is something that a lot of times burnout doesn't just come from being busy. It can also come from like just a lot happening in your mind. And so I think that's another thing that's a little harder to kind of identify in your life. Yeah. And then I think the last thing, and sometimes this goes hand in hand with number two, but I think the last thing is if you're just like walking through like a really heartbreaking season, maybe it is like you just broke up with your boyfriend or maybe it's like there's been a death in your family or maybe you are walking through a season of depression or anxiety. Um, and maybe it's just like one big, really heavy and difficult thing in your life. Um, and so often like this, a situation like this can cause burnout in an instant. Like literally you can be great one day and then the next day walk through something really hard and heavy and not be able to go about your normal pace of life in the weeks Mm -hmm. to come after that. And that can be really difficult. And so we want to address like that too. So there's going to be a lot of reasons why you might be facing burnout, but I think it's super important to get with the Lord, to sit with Jesus and to just like ask God, like, what's the root of this? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I tired? Like, why am I exhausted? Why? Maybe it's physically exhausted. Maybe it's mentally exhausted. Maybe it's emotionally or spiritually exhausted. But what area of your life are you kind of like facing the most burnout and what's the root of it. Like, I think that just takes time processing at the feet of Jesus and just like hearing from him and helping him or letting him identify the places in your life where you're overwhelmed or things are too full or undealt with like issues from your past or things like that. But I think the first step to overcoming burnout is doing that with the Lord is like, where's it coming from? Yeah, for sure. I know sometimes there's been times for me where I'm like, 
why do I feel so tired? And I'm like so yeah. frustrated with myself. I'm like, I'm not even busy right now. Like, and I don't know. I, I think I get frustrated and I look at people around me and I'm like, they can do so much more and balance so much more and get so much more done. And like, why am I feeling so, why is it so hard for me to get out of bed in the morning? Or like, you know, why can't I stay focused during the day? And yeah. um yeah, it's probably because of one of these areas. Like it might not look like the other person's burnout. Like just because I don't have a busy schedule doesn't mean that like I can't feel burnt out too. So yeah, it's important to like look at your own life and you can't like everybody is running at a different pace and in a different season. And so um, yeah, burnout's gonna look different for everybody. And we just wanted to share some tips for you guys. Um, things... <clears throat> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, that was a Can't lot. I was exaggerating throat. it so that I it wasn't as weird. So yeah. anyways, though, um, we have some tips that have helped us through seasons of um, feeling burnt out. And this is obviously um, so relevant for us. We've been leading a ministry day in, day out for like yeah. eight years now. And people ask us all the time, like, how do you keep your faith alive? How do you stay passionate about it? Like, how do you keep pouring into people day in, day out? Like, don't you get burnt out? And like, yeah. of course there are moments for us, but also we've been really intentional about some of these things. So we're going to share them with you. Yeah. And I'd say, even if you're sitting here right now and you're like, oh, I'm not burnt out. Like, I don't really need to listen to this. Like, these are also preventative tips. They're things that I think can really help you if you're already there, if you're already in that mid-semester slump where you're like just counting down the days until break or whatever it is. Like, um, even if you're like at the top of the world, like living life, loving life, like these are also tips that I think can prevent it in the future. So they're really important no matter where you're at in your journey with this. Yeah. So our first one is to make extra time for Jesus. Um, this might sound like counteractive. Is that the <laughs> counterintuitive? Yeah. <laughs> because you might be like, well, I don't have time. Why do I need to make more time for Jesus? And I'm so busy. And um, yeah, I would just say for anybody, no matter what season of in what area of burnt out you feel yourself in, you've got to make time for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer the time, honestly, the better, because you're going to feel revived, refreshed. Um, you know, God is like a sustainer. He's the one that's going to sustain you through hard days, hard seasons, busy schedules. So you've got to make time for him. I think about the times in my life that I felt most burnt out and it was seriously so simple. It was because I wasn't spending time with Jesus and I was Mm -hmm. running on empty, like running on empty day in and day out. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, I gotta make some time for Jesus. I've gotta like wake up earlier and have some quiet time or I've gotta cancel this and have some time with Jesus or I've gotta like um, turn on some worship music and just sit in my car for 20 minutes before I walk into this like dinner date. Like I've just gotta make time for Jesus because I feel dry, I feel empty, I feel burnt out. And gosh, no matter how busy my schedule was, like, and how busy your schedule might be, you just got to carve out time for it. You got to replace it with Jesus because Mm. it will revive you and restore you. Yeah, because Jesus is like a place of rest. And so when we spend time with him, um, we will walk away like feeling more nourished and more 
alive, honestly. And I think like in order yeah. to make more time for Jesus, oftentimes it means we got to let go of some other things. And is Bob Goff the guy who quits something every Thursday? He Isn't does. That right? Yeah. Which is like, he doesn't just quit things so that he has more free time to watch Netflix. Like I guarantee you, he quits things in his life because he's making more time for the mm. things that matter most. And I think like we have to be people who do the hard work of pruning in our own lives so that we can like leave room for the things that really give us life and speak life into us. So, and that's going to be time spent with Jesus. Yeah. And one thing too, I think a lot of people are like, but my like time with Jesus feels exhausting. You know, they're like, like reading my Bible, it's just like kind of hard. I'm doing this really intensive Bible study and it just like makes me feel a little bit tired. And honestly, I've been there. I've been in seasons where I feel like my quiet time like takes more energy out of me than I get energy from. And so, yeah, I think for you, if you, you kind of feel that way about your time with Jesus, I would change it up. Like, just mm-hmm. do something different. Like, that's not how it should feel. Maybe there are seasons where you, like, have this really intensive Bible study, but maybe in this season it's more um, just, like, sitting in His presence or, you know, reading something in Scripture that's maybe a little bit more light or whatever you need or you're craving, your heart's craving. Like, I know for me, sometimes I just need to be in a moment of worship and like just like soak in his presence and like just like be there and be present in it. And I don't know, you can you can make your time with Jesus more lighthearted and full of life. Okay, so the holidays are just around the corner and you know what that means, Christmas shopping. We have some really exciting news. Black Friday all the way to Cyber Monday, that is four days long. The entire Delight website is going to be 20% off. So if you've been eyeing something on the Delight shop, this is the perfect time to buy. Maybe it's that cropped whole heart sweatshirt. Maybe it's the how to prepare for your future love story book. Maybe it's a Delight sweatshirt. I don't know what it is, but if you've been eyeing it, you need to buy it on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. It's going to be so good. All of our little Delight sweatshirts, Delight shirts, we are not reordering those, you guys. So this is your last chance to get it. (gasps) Type tees, they could be so good. The How to Prepare book is the perfect Christmas present for a friend that's walking through some tough stuff in a relationship. You got to do it. Call your mom, say, Mom, the one thing on my Christmas list this year, Delight merch. I also got to say, everything that you buy on Delight goes right back to the ministry. So it's helping us a ton, you guys. And it's so cute and so fun. So do that. To kind of get back to the basics of your faith, I think that so many of us, um, this is something that God's just been teaching me a lot lately, like so many of us are so much like the Pharisees from scripture, like in the New Testament, the Pharisees that were like constantly challenging Jesus and trying to like uphold the law. And I think that so many of us, like we we hear that we're supposed to like love God and, and suddenly we start applying all these rules to it. We go, okay, in order for me to love God at the very best way I can. It has to look exactly like this. And if I don't do it like this, then I'm messing it up and I'm not loving God that day. And we attach all of these extras um, to the really simple thing that God has asked us to do. And Mm -hmm. so I would just say in this season, strip all that away and like get back to like ground zero, back to the very basics. Like, are you carving out time every day to love God? Maybe that looks like literally laying on your floor for 30 minutes and just like turning Mm -hmm. on worship music. Mm. that's enough. Like that counts, like that works, you know? And I think that this is something that I've really been kind of feeling in my own life over the last couple months. Talk about like 
a season of burnout. I've been working on this really big project for Delight that is a new book for next semester. And it's been pretty like all encompassing of my life and my heart and writing on a lot of different topics. And um, so much of it has to do with studying scripture. And so normally in my quiet time, I love to study scripture. Like I literally love it. It's like the thing that gives me so much life. And um, it's a lot of the ways that I like encounter Jesus. And in this season of life, I honestly, when I do quiet time for myself, I kind of have been dreading it because I've kind of been like, oh, I got to read more scripture and I got to like study more scripture. And the other day I was just thinking and I was praying, I was talking to God and God was like, hey, what if for this season of like life as you finish up this book, what if you change the way you do your quiet time? Like, what if it just looked different? What if it was journaling? What if you just read one verse? And what if you didn't know all the behind the scenes meaning of that one verse? What if you just sat and like tried to hear my voice fresh through it? And so I realized that I had been like creating this structure that I thought was how I had to like love God in that season. And I felt like he, God just kind of gave me the freedom to like love love him differently in that season. To still love him the same, to like love him with a ton of energy and passion, but it could look different. And take I had to kind of release the rules that I had put on myself that said like, this is how Mackenzie Wilson loves God. And once mm-hmm. I released those rules, it took off so much of the pressure and it kind of made mm-hmm. my time with Jesus just so much more fruitful and life-giving again. And so mm-hmm. I'd say in your life, like what are the things you're doing because you feel like you should do and let go of them and just like mm-hmm. get to the basics of your face, love God, love people and just like stick with that. And through that, like, I just think that you'll find so much more just life in your walk with Jesus again. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay. The third thing, um, that is pretty fun that will help if you're feeling burnt out, we just want to encourage you to schedule one thing that you love to do this week. Like seriously, this is so tangible. This week, you might be listening to the podcast right now and you're looking ahead at your week and you're just pretty much dreading everything. And you're like, oh my gosh, I overcommitted and I am just stressed. And some of these things you might have to get done, but um, someplace in your week this week, you should schedule something you love to do, something that makes you excited, that, um, that, spark something inside of you that gives you a break that makes you feel rest renewed like it could be so different for everybody but I think so often we just get so stuck in our schedule and we get so like driven and ambitious about like what we've got to get done and we don't leave enough time to just have a little fun and like a moment to like embrace like this amazing life that God has given us and you only get it once. And Mm. so I think about that all the time, you know, obviously running an organization, I can get so like, get my, put my head down and be like, oh my gosh, I just got to get till Christmas. Like I'm going to be so busy, so crammed. This is like going to be the worst season ever. (laughs) And that's just like no way to live your life. Like, I think I just want to encourage everybody to take a moment this week to do something you love to do and really embrace it and live into it. Um, I think Mac and I talk about this quite often. Could be a walking around the aisles of Target like Mac loves to do. (laughs) Could be going to the movies also. I'm big on the movies right now. Yeah. (laughs) What's yours though? Um, <laughs> mine is Target movies, <laughs> targeted movies. I, I also have like this one friend that when I'm just like tired and exhausted, I know it's time to call her and not because yeah. I'm going to sit there and like 
pour all my problems out on her. There's just a, like a life that she brings to my life that like mm. it just is fun and it connects me with she's a friend from high school. It connects me from like who I used to be and like who I've always been. And so yeah, it just reminds you yeah, of that. That That's phone call good. with that certain friend is something for me too. Yeah. Like picking up the phone and calling somebody. Yeah. I was just telling Mac after this uh, after podcasting today, I get to go home. I'm going to take a shower, cook dinner. And she actually convinced me of this new show, you guys. It's so good. I've never been into TV, like weirdly never get into it. You're too like distracted for TV. <laughs> yeah, too distracted. Honestly, I never stop. So me speaking on this one particular thing of doing something you love is really hard for me to do weirdly. But anyways, I'm going to take a night to myself and watch this little show and Take a break, which is good. So, so good. So good. Okay. The next thing that we would suggest doing, and that would be to stop looking at social media, mostly because social media, I mean, have you checked your screen reports lately? It's probably taking up a lot of unnecessary time in your life. Mm. And I think we can all agree that sometimes Instagram sucks the life out of us. Like sometimes rarely Instagram is life giving. Most of the time it can be pretty like life sucking. And so I think that it's totally okay to take a step away, take a week off, take two days off, take a month off, take three months off, like whatever you need to, I think, do the hard work of evaluating what is it that's like stealing your energy. And you can take away one of those variables by getting off of social media for a season or a time. I know that this is something that Kenzie and I both did at the beginning of this summer. We both took three months away and we learned so much. And sometimes I think about like if we hadn't have done that, I guarantee you we would have hit more of just like a place of exhaustion and burnout. And like I've already been like kind of reevaluating when do I want to take my next like big, long, extended period time away from social media because it was so good for me. It seriously brought so much joy and energy back to my life. And I just want to make that like a routine in my life that I take big chunks of time away from social media so that it doesn't hold power over me. So yeah. I think anytime you remove something that takes up a lot of your time too, you can give that time to other places that really do bring you life, that time with Jesus, time to call that friend, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah step away. It's not, it's totally okay to step away. Like do it. Trust us. Yeah. I feel that in my spirit when I'm on social media for even like 20 minutes, I swear after I'm like, <gasps> tired like a little bit tired there's something about it that like takes the life out of you and I think it's really sneaky it's like you don't even know that's happening so take a moment put it away honestly if you're in a season of burnout just don't even look at it that's really tangible (laughs) get rid of it delete it rid of it bye 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 (laughs) okay the next thing is um taking some time to celebrate um something anything anything doesn't have to be your birthday it doesn't have to be Christmas it can literally be anything like taking a moment to look back on the last week the last day seeing how God was at work in it because he is at work even in seasons where it's just hard and heavy and you're just like running on empty he's still present in that and I'm sure if you look back you could find a really good moment that's worth celebrating yeah and so it might be a big thing it might be a small thing but take a moment to um, just thank God for it first of all like it's such a 
uh, like praise, like praising God is such a beautiful like discipline in your life and in your faith, like taking a moment to be like, God, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. It raises your um, perspective. It brings more positive perspective in your life. Um, it raises your expectations of what God can do. It reminds you of like how faithful God is. Like it's just so easy to get trapped in this negative mindset of things aren't working out for me or, you know, this isn't happening or I feel lonely or I feel down. Where is God in this? But really you might not have even looked for him. So taking time to look back and celebrate, um, it really changes the way you hold yourself. It changes your mindset, changes your spirit, just uplifts you. It's a really tangible way to like get out of the um, your rut and to step back into um, your calling, your purpose, your day to day with more life and energy. So take some time to celebrate. Mac and I love to celebrate. Usually after any victory, we this is just for big moments. But I know personally we take a lot of smaller moments to celebrate. But we love the carrot cake at J Alexander's. Yeah, Alexander's. <laughs> Alexander's. So yeah. it's so good, you guys. Like, if you need to get that solo, go solo because yeah. it's amazing. We go, we go get it, and we like reflect and celebrate whatever God has done in the last season. And it's always something so fun, and it's super cool that like we've done it time and time and time again, and it always marks yeah. celebration. Yeah, and we actually like talk about the things. We don't yeah. just like go get cake and we're like, do, 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 yeah. do, and you could do that, but it's like way more powerful to be like, okay, and honestly, it could be a little awkward, but it's like so worth it because you're like, let's think about all the things that God is. That was so cool. That was so cool. It seriously gets you through the next hard season. Yeah, it's so true. So good. Celebrate. Okay, the last tip that we have, and this one I think is probably the most important, and that is to do work from a place of rest instead of simply resting after burnout. And what I mean by this is that like you have to set your life up to um, be prepared for seasons of working like because the truth is we're all going to have crazy dreams we all have schoolwork that we have to do like we're always going to have to be working and doing things but there's a difference in resting um, before doing all of those things so that you are prepared and like you have the momentum to get through that season than to simply like run yourself into the ground and then you have to go like rest for a second to get up enough energy to go back and run yourself up into the ground again. Like if you have a life that's set up like that, like you will constantly feel burnout. Like you will constantly feel burnout. You'll never mm -hmm. reach a place where you can enter into a season of work like rested. And I think this is super important and something that probably most of us aren't good at. I know I am probably the worst at this. Like, I think this is often why I find myself back in a place of burnout is because I still probably haven't fully figured out how to rest before my work, like how to prepare myself for seasons that are going to be like longer hours or, you know, take up more of my heartbeat, take up more of my energy, take up more of my time. And so um, I think we can just be women who get really good at seeing what's ahead and knowing what's to come and saying like, okay, because of what's to come, I'm going to spend extra time with Jesus. Like I'm going to step away from social media for three months. I'm going to mm. um, do some, like take myself on a special little treat or trip or whatever it is that I can prepare for this season ahead. And mm. then before you reach that place of burnout, you return back to rest again mm. and again. And I think if you make rest and Sabbath a rhythm and a routine in your life, like you'll be way 
you'll just work smarter and you'll work harder throughout your life because you know that like rest is always on the other side of this and like rest will prepare you for the next season too. And the way that we rest is like with Jesus and like getting that time with him to really like pray through next seasons and next steps and all of that. So I think that that's really important and something that I'm really trying to get better at in my own life. Yeah, you hear God best in moments of rest. Like, you just just think about it. Like, obviously, it's hard to hear God when you're on the go. Like, I mean, you can see him at work, and, you know, if you're superpowers, you could probably hear him and everything. But it's also really hard. So I think, like, in moments of rest is where you hear God's voice the clearest. So it's so important to walk into every new thing, every new season, every day with that. Wow. So so good. good. Okay, so before we wrap things up, let's review our tips for overcoming burnout. So number one, make sure that you get some extra time with Jesus, like find that place to really rest with him, even if that means you have to kind of let go of some other things in your life. Yes. Number two is get back to the basics. Maybe you've just been creating some rules for yourself or been really hard on yourself for whatever reason. Maybe you need to relook some things and do life different this week so that you can feel more refreshed. Number three, schedule one thing that you absolutely love to do this week. Go roam the aisles of Target. Call that friend that just speaks life into you. Like do something that you love this week. Like treat yourself in that way. Number four is so practical. Stop looking at social media. If you're feeling burnt out, like just stop looking at it. It's taking too much of your time, sucking your energy, sucking the life out of you. Just stop. Number five, celebrate something. Throw yourself a party. Go get the J. Alexander's carrot cake. Like take a moment, pause and celebrate what God has been doing in this past season and get excited for what's ahead of you. And number six, really wrapping it up, do work from a place of rest instead of resting after burnout. It's going to sustain you. You're going to have more Jesus walking into these new seasons if you rest beforehand. Um, I'm really excited. This is going to be good, you guys. It is so, burnout is so real. It's scary real real and doesn't, wouldn't the enemy just love for us all to do life for two months, three months, six months burnt out. He's yeah. like, oh, got him right there. Just burnt out, tired, sleepy, like perfect. They're not going to do much for the kingdom. Yeah. And But what if we reverse that story and we were like, no, I'm going to be a person, a woman of God who's like rested, who's going to take a moment for myself for kingdom purpose. Yeah. Like how much better? Like you don't want to waste one more day just tired, grumpy, negative, mm. lazy, burnt out. It's just not a good way to live your life. So let's start over, refresh yourself, make life more about having a little fun and doing it with more energy. We are getting over that mid-semester slump hump, right? Slump hump, pumped. Yes, pumped. pumped we are hump. pumped. We yes. are getting over it today, declaring it in Jesus's name. Amen. We love you guys. <laughs> we'll see you soon. You guys, we wanted to ask you a super big 
favor. That's going to help us so much. Giving Tuesday is just around the corner. It is December 3rd. And if you're like, what the heck is Giving Tuesday? It's actually a national holiday where you give back to organizations that have had a big impact on your life. Some of you might not know, but Delight is a nonprofit and we run off of your generosity and your donations. And we're asking everybody a part of the Delight community who's ever listened to a podcast, bought something online, a part of a Delight chapter to just give $5, just $5. And we'll be able to reach so many more women, impact so many more lives. And we can do this in a bigger way together. Mac and I see seriously every single donation that comes through the website or through Venmo. And we're going to be looking out for your name. We are so grateful, so thankful for every single one of you. We have made it so easy for you to give this holiday season. All you got to do is search Delight Ministries on Venmo or go to our website, www.delightministries.com slash give, and you can make your gifts there. Now, you don't have to wait until Giving Tuesday to make your gift. You can make it now, right here, right now, whip out your phone, make that donation all the way up until December 3rd, Giving Tuesday. And also, you don't have to give $5. Please give whatever amount you feel called or led to give. Every dollar that you give to Delight seriously goes back into inviting more and more women into Christ-centered community. Thank you so much for your generosity. Your prayers and your support mean the absolute world to us. We love you guys.